Hey, my friend, Bo here. I hope you're doing well. Today, I want to talk about burnout. This is something that I'm way too familiar with. I have a lot of experience with this, I'm afraid to say, but I think most creators and entrepreneurs have experienced this, have experienced burnout, not just once, but many times. And it seems very, very common. When I talk to entrepreneurs and creators, I realize that what's going on behind the scenes is sometimes not what you would think, you know, like you see people on social media and they seem to be having a lot of success. You see these entrepreneurs, it seems like they're doing really well from the appearance of things. But if you were to look behind the scenes, you would see the reality and you would see the truth and you would see that most entrepreneurs, most creators don't really know what the hell they're doing. And they're just sort of winging it and, you know, trying a bunch of different things and hoping it works. Most people don't really have a solid strategy or a plan for avoiding burnout and running their business in a way that is sustainable and gives them space and freedom and peace of mind. Most entrepreneurs are on the hamster wheel. Even the so-called successful entrepreneurs, even the people that are out there making plenty of money, you know, it's not about the money though. It's, are you free? Are you happy? Are you at peace? Does your business consume your entire life? Do you actually have the business you want? Does your business give you the freedom that you desire? I find that most people don't have the freedom that they want. And most people get into business and entrepreneurship for more freedom. That's probably one of the main reasons you started this journey. So if you're not experiencing the freedom you desire, you have to ask yourself why. And you have to be humble and be willing to admit that maybe you just haven't been doing things in the right way or you haven't been following the right strategy. And this is something that took me a very, very long time to realize. And I'm kind of ashamed sometimes to admit that it took me so long because I see myself as a pretty intelligent and capable person. I think most entrepreneurs do see themselves that way. You kind of have to. But nonetheless, even though I thought I was smart, I still struggled for a long time and I couldn't seem to figure out why I was struggling so much. I kept thinking to myself, like, I know I'm smart enough. I know I'm capable. I know I have the skills or the ability to do this and make this work. But for some reason, it's just not working. And I started to feel ashamed of myself and embarrassed that things weren't working. But you have to see that it's not necessarily your fault. It might just be you're not following the right model. You're just not doing things in the right way because you're probably looking out there at other people and see, you're seeing what other people are doing and either even what other business coaches are recommending and you're kind of just doing that or you're you're copying people or you're modeling other people's strategies but the problem with that is like i said you can't really see what's actually going on it looks like these entrepreneurs are successful and so you might think oh i should do what they're doing but if you were to see behind the scenes, you would see the reality and you would see that these people don't really have the life that you desire. And so you, would, you wouldn't really be wise to copy their strategy. But it's hard to see that because these people aren't going to tell you, you know, how stressed they are or how things are falling apart behind the scenes. They're not going to tell you that. You know, I often say that the reason I kind of know what I'm doing at this point and I feel like I'm finally stumbling onto the right way to do things. The, the reason I say that is not to like brag or say that, you know, I know better than anyone else. It's just that I think I have failed more than most people. 
to be honest. Like I've been on this entrepreneurial journey for over a decade now. And for many of those years, I struggled and I did all the wrong things and I made all the mistakes. And that is the reason I was able to figure out what to do it's by just figuring out all the things not to do, you know? So I like to say that I'm qualified to help others, not because of my successes, but because of my failures. It was my failures that taught me what not to do. And so now I'm on a mission to, to just share with other people what not to do, you know, because if you can just avoid doing all the wrong things, then by default, you'll do the right things, right? And so I want to share with you some of the major changes that I'm making this year in my business to avoid this entrepreneurial roller coaster and these cycles of burnout. And one of the reasons I'm making these changes is not just because I've learned my lesson the hard way over the years, but because I'm going to be a father for the first time in a few weeks, actually, as of the time I'm recording this. Um, I have a daughter coming into the world very soon, and I want to make sure that I am a present father, you know, like I want to have the time and space to be able to enjoy watching my child grow up. I want to be there. I don't want to be a stressed out father who's just consumed with his work. I don't want to be that, you know, I, I want to have freedom and space in my life. And so I realized that if I want that, and if I want to have more of that in my life going forward, I'm going to have to make some major changes to the way I'm doing things. And so I just want to share with you a few of the big changes I'm making, and you can feel free to copy my strategy and do the same thing moving forward. I think you would be wise to, um, but this is just what I'm doing, so I want to share it with you. So the first big change I'm making is I'm no longer selling products in my business. I'm selling transformation instead. And this is a subtle thing, but what I've realized over the years after selling dozens of different digital products online is that selling products is often a hustle and it doesn't even fulfill you necessarily because even if you make money, it doesn't transform people's lives. It doesn't really change people. Like when you sell an online course, for example, people buy the course. Most people don't go through the course. Most people don't get results from the course because they don't take it seriously, often because they didn't really pay enough money for it. So they're not really invested. They don't have enough skin in the game, you know, so they don't really do anything. So you don't get people results, even though you're trying to, you're trying to help people with your products and services, I'm sure. But if you don't position your products and services in a, in a very specific way, it's going to be very hard for you to get people results and provide the transformation that you want. And it's also going to be very hard for you to charge enough money for your products and services to actually make it worthwhile for you. Like if you're selling digital products or online courses or services, stop thinking about you're just selling a product or you're just selling a service. Think of it as you're selling a transformation. That's what's important is the result that you're helping people achieve. And if you can just focus all of your energy and attention on getting people amazing results with what you're selling, then abundance is going to flow to you because that's just like the law of the universe, you know, give and you shall receive. If you help enough other people get what they want, I think Zig Ziglar said this, you know, help enough other people get what they want and you'll have everything you want, you know. And I think a lot of the reason people struggle is because they're not providing transformation with their products and services. They're just selling it as a product, sort of like a commodity. Um, so that that's something I'm going to be doing moving forward. I'm not going to be selling cheap things anymore. That's one way to put it. I'm not going to be selling cheap online courses and $47 digital downloads and, and stuff that people aren't going to really take seriously and stuff that's not really going to help people on a deep level. 
Not to say that I'll never, you know, sell a cheaper product, but at least for the time being, I'm going to be focusing on focusing on selling a more premium product and service that provides a deeper, uh, bigger transformation for people so that people take my product more seriously and actually get results so that I can make the transformation in other people's lives that I want to. And also so that I can charge more for what I'm offering and meet my goals much easier. Um, so I'm going to be playing the quality game more than the quantity game is one way you could say it. The second big change I'm making, which kind of goes along with the first one I just mentioned, is I'm no longer trying to serve everyone. I'm going to be much more picky about who I work with because I realize that it's only a certain kind of person that I'm really meant to serve or that I'm able to serve in the highest way. And it's only a certain kind of person who is actually willing to do what it takes to succeed. I'm no longer interested in working with everyone or trying to help everyone. You know, I, I realize that marketing is a filtering mechanism and it's much better to just filter people out so that you can get down to the small percentage of people who are actually ready to do the work, who really resonate with you and your message and who want to work with you, you know, instead of trying to convince the masses to buy whatever you're selling. It's just work with people who already want to work with you. I personally have no interest in trying to convince or persuade anyone to buy what I have or to work with me. I only want to work with people who want to work with me, you know, who are already sold and are just ready to take that next step and, you know, cross the finish line, so to speak. So I'm no longer interested in working with just anyone. I'm, I'm interested in working with people who are ready to do the work and who want to work with me. And I see everyone make this mistake. I made this mistake for a long time, too. It's like you're trying to reach the masses, you know, with your message. You're trying to make your message appeal to everyone. And by doing that, you kind of appeal to no one because you water your message down and you're just being a people pleaser, basically. And often this is because we're afraid to speak our truth and to say what we really want to say. We're afraid to offend people or put people off or push people away. But actually, that's a good thing. That's what you want to do in your marketing. You don't want to work with everyone and you don't need to. One thing I learned a few years ago when I was scaling an online course business to several thousand paying customers, I realized that business is a game of small numbers. And what I mean by that is like, there's only a small percentage of people who are actually going to pay you money and buy buy your product. Like for example, the business I had a few years back where I was selling online courses with a business partner, we sold several thousand courses, but even that was only about 2% of our overall audience. So we had like 150 or 200,000 people on our email list, but only a few thousand of those people were customers, you know? So I think it equaled out to like 2.3% or something if I do the math exactly. But it was only 2.3% of people, leads, that came into our business that actually became customers. And that was all we needed to have a very, very healthy business with very high profit margins. And we made multiple six figures, almost seven figures, I think, with that business in just two years. So that sort of just showed me, like, you know, you only need a small percentage of people to buy from you anyway. And so you might as well find who are those customers and then just weed everyone else out because most people aren't going to be a good fit anyway. And you're going to get to those 2% of people much faster if you can just get to the point and stop beating around the bush, so to speak, and just, you know, call out the people you want to work with and repel everyone else and be a little more polarizing in your marketing. Talk about who you don't want to work with. So again, this comes down to quality over quantity. Along similar lines, the third big change that I'm going to be making is I'm no longer chasing vanity metrics. You know, the views, the followers, the likes, the comments, what a lot of people chase on social media. 
none of that really matters nearly as much as most people think it does. I personally know someone, someone I'm very close with, who has 700,000 followers on TikTok. 700,000 followers. And you wouldn't know this unless you knew this person, but I know that this person is actually having a very hard time making a full-time living from her business from her social media. You would think that because she has so many followers on social media that she'd be doing fine, right? She'd have no problem getting customers and clients. But that is the illusion of success or the illusion of fame. You know, like we think fame equals success and that's very far from the truth. I know people with almost no social media following whatsoever or a very tiny social media following who are making six, even seven figures per year in their business. So we have to focus on the right things. And you have to ask yourself, are you in this for fame or are you in this to actually make a difference in people's lives and create freedom for yourself and your family? I personally have never really cared about the fame. You know, like I'm a huge introvert and I would much rather be behind the scenes and not be famous. Like I kind of despise the idea of fame. And so it's never been about that for me. However, I've still found myself just getting caught up in the vanity metrics and chasing the views and stuff. And I've been pretty good at getting lots of views on social media and generating lots of leads and stuff. And, you know, that's a good skill to have to be able to reach a lot of people when you need to. However, it's not necessary. Like you can have a modest size social media following and do very, very, very well. You don't need hundreds of thousands of followers, maybe tens of thousands, you know, and you can have a seven figure business with 10,000 followers on social media, especially if you learn how to use leverage in different ways, like using paid advertising and stuff like that. You can grow a very successful business without much of a social media following at all. And so we just have to be careful about focusing on the vanity metrics. They don't matter nearly as much as you think. And a lot of the people who you see who, who look successful on the outside are not nearly as successful as you think they are. They might even have the fancy stuff, the fancy car, the fancy house, but you don't see behind the scenes. You don't realize that maybe they went into deep debt just to buy that car or that, or that house. And if anything were ever happened to their social media following or they stopped getting all the views, they would be in deep trouble and they'd probably have to file bankruptcy and that success would go away very quickly. So to summarize the major changes I'm making is basically I'm taking the less is more approach. And I really believe that this is the way to having peace of mind in your business. I think it's really about boiling things down and having a simple business, a simple business, but one that goes deep, that provides a deep transformation to the people that you do work with. It's not about having a shallow impact on many people, but it's about having a deep impact on few people. So it's quality over quantity, weeding everyone else out so that you can attract the perfect fit customers and clients that are more enjoyable to work with, that are more willing to pay you what you're worth so that you can hit your income goals without being a hamster on the wheel of social media and without burning out, without constantly needing to hustle and chase more views and followers and likes. I'm sure if you're listening to this, you want more freedom in your life. And so you have to simplify. I really, really believe that after 10 years in this game, I really think simplicity is the answer and complexity is the killer of dreams. It's the reason most entrepreneurs fail. We overcomplicate things. We don't simplify our business. We try to go broad instead of deep. We try to sell cheap things. We try to do too many things. We chase shiny objects. We change our mind all the time. We can't stop changing our direction or changing our business model or changing the product we're selling. 
shiny object syndrome is real and most people have it including myself but i have to constantly pull myself back and just say no focus on the main thing keep the main thing the main thing ignore everything else ignore all the things that don't really matter boil things down to their fundamentals and focus on that and so that's the gist of it. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Before you go, if you do want to work with me more closely to grow your business to 10K per month and beyond, and if you're a coach, course creator, or service provider, then you can go to paidtobringpeace.com forward slash apply, and you can fill out the application there. And if I think you're a good fit, we can maybe work together in the near future. That's paidtobringpeace.com forward slash apply. Talk to you in the next one. Peace.